0: Welcome to 5 Fresh Tips, a podcast from Fresh Starts Registry. Our Fresh Starts experts are here to help you with everything you need to begin again, starting with 5 Simple Fresh Tips. Are you ready? Let's do this. everyone, I'm Holly Martins, a Realtor in New Jersey and a Fresh Starts expert, and I'm here today with five fresh tips for you to help you get your marital home ready to sell and help you get through it sanely. First, you need to figure out where you're going to go. Putting the cart before the horse never works out well, and that applies to real estate too, especially in places like New Jersey where homes seem to sell in a second. The best thing that you can do before you put a for sale sign on your lawn is figure out where you're going to go next. If you're moving in with family, have conversations with them about where you'll be staying within their home and where all of your belongings will go. If you're planning on renting an apartment, you need to start looking at your budget and what's available in your area. And if you're planning on buying a new place, you'll have to have conversations with your money person first, whether that's a financial advisor, accountant, or a lending institution. It's critical for your own peace of mind and for the ease of the transaction to know where you're going to be resting your head at night once the house is up for sale. And remember, if you have pets, you'll need to factor that into conversations if you're staying in someone else's home or if you're going to be renting. Make sure you communicate your plan with your realtor so that they can help guide you through that process and timeline in relation to selling your home. Step two is to figure out your timeline. The standard timeline for a closing here is between 30 and 60 days, which is not a lot of time to organize, pack, and move. If you know that you're going to need five months in your marital home before you can make a move into your next place, make that crystal clear to your attorney, spouse, or ex-spouse, and your realtor. Everyone needs to be on the same page with these timelines. The worst thing that you can do is put yourself in a position to move out before you're actually ready to. And once you've got that timeline established, you'll need to move on to the Herculean step that is number three which is to sort through your things and begin purging what you don't want or need. Do you know what the best way to eat a whale is? One bite at a time. Our homes have a lot of stuff in them, especially if we've lived there for a while, and even more especially if we've had kids. Things seem to breed in basements, attics, garages, and closets where they're forgotten about or left to be dealt with for another day. And unfortunately, if you're selling your home, that another day has arrived. Now you're faced with a daunting task of cleaning out the house. I know, moving is overwhelming, divorce is overwhelming, and staging a house is overwhelming, but the more lead time you give yourself, the easier this will be. If you have a long timeline, just commit to doing one box or one garbage bag of stuff per day. If you don't have the luxury of wading through belongings for months, though, you'll need to call in for reinforcements, whether that's friends and family, estate sale companies, donation organizations, or home organizers. Whatever your budget is, try to find ways of getting more hands in to lighten the load. Good to know, most estate sale companies will charge a commission based on the revenue generated by the sale, which is a great way to get help and make some money without having to pay up front. Think of it this way, when you sell the home, it will need to be delivered vacant. All of your things need to be out, even that stuff that's been living in the back of your closet that you haven't looked at since 2010. Every opportunity you have to chip away at it in advance will be time well spent so that you aren't completely overwhelmed at the 11th hour. If your spouse or ex-spouse still has some belongings in the home, or if you two need to agree on what to do with certain belongings per your divorce stipulations, have a conversation early and make a plan to get those items dealt with. I've actually witnessed people dumping their ex's belongings on closing day because there wasn't a plan in place and it's not pretty. You really need to have a plan here. Step four, invest your time and your money wisely. When you are interviewing realtors to list your home, ask them what their opinion is on correcting issues around the house. Sometimes homes just really need a deep cleaning and a tidying up, which is what I refer to as a Mary Poppins day. Or there may be inexpensive ways for you to make your home look better in the eyes of a buyer or a home inspector, which will lead you to a better sales price. If you know of any defects, like let's say the water heater is on the fritz or the roof is leaking, be upfront and disclose that so that you can have a conversation about how to address the issue. In some instances, it's necessary to invest in a repair beforehand, but in others, you may be able to negotiate it during the sale process. You'll want to have these conversations early on so that you've got enough lead time to do the work. And make sure you discuss any repairs with your spouse or ex-spouse or attorney before taking them on. You'll want to make sure that any money you invest into the house for the sale is accounted for so that you can be properly and proportionately reimbursed. Remember, the more time you give yourself to prepare, the less stressful this process will be. Item number five, find representation like Switzerland and play nice. The realtor who you hire to sell the house needs to be a neutral third party who is representing both of the sellers in the house. They are not there to pick sides or play favorites. They're there to ensure that you are selling your house, which is your biggest asset for top dollar, and that they're advocating for you both. They should also have some experience dealing with divorce listings, and they should be asking both of you on what your concerns, needs, wants, and timelines are. They should feel skilled in managing what could be an uncomfortable or contentious set of circumstances. They need to maintain professionalism, be calm and neutral at all times. So make sure that you hire someone who you both agree like feels like a good fit. And you'll need to be nice too. Remember, if you co-own the house with your spouse or ex-spouse, you have to agree to the terms of the sale together. There's a lot of negotiating that happens through this process, whether it's agreeing on a list price, agreeing on the offer you receive, deciding how to handle inspection findings or navigating appraisal issues, and handling the contents of the house. If you two aren't able to get on the same page and act as a united front, the sale is sure to be messy. Try and leave the pettiness and resentment at the door so that you can sell the house and move forward. That said, If you feel like it is not in your best interest to work directly with your spouse or ex-spouse in this process, make sure that you articulate it to your divorce attorney and your realtor in advance so that a strategy can be clearly outlined for communication, even if this means that your attorneys are handling the sale of the house in your stead. I hope that these five fresh tips help you get your marital home ready to sell and help you get through it sanely. Remember, you can always find me at Fresh Starts Registry in the expert guide. I'm Holly Martins, and never forget, we are so proud of you. Thank you for listening to 5 Fresh Tips, a podcast from Fresh Starts Registry. To browse the expert resource guide and build your hype team today, head to freshstartsregistry.com slash experts. And remember... We are always so proud of you. Keep up the amazing work.